0: Hello, I'm Monsignor Jim Lasanti. Today I'm personally speaking, I'll be joined by a poet Thomas Roberts. Thomas's post-coronavirus poem, The Great Realization, recently went viral because of all the hope it provides. Please stay with us. Welcome to Personally Speaking. I'm your host, Monsignor Lasanti, and Thomas Roberts joins me now. Thomas is a spoken word poet and filmmaker born in New Zealand and raised in the United Kingdom. During the pandemic, Thomas was inspired to write The Great Realization, while homeschooling his seven-year-old brother and sister. Since its release, Thomas's heartfelt poem has been watched by tens of millions of people on YouTube. It has also been translated independently into 20 languages, including Arabic, Hebrew, German, Spanish, French, Italian, and Russian. It's a simple rhyming tale read as a bedtime story. The poem, which is set in an unspecified future, looks back on pre-pandemic life and imagines a great realization. Sparked by the scourge, Thomas Roberts tells the story of life before the coronavirus, a life that falls apart when the virus hits, yet in the end, initiates a better world, one where people are kinder and more mindful. And who spend more time outdoors and with their families than on screens or in, a, in an office. Thomas posts online under the moniker, probably Tom Foolery, and has turned his virtual tale into a new book that parents can read to their children called The Great Realization. Joining me now to tell us what inspired his story about the good that can come out of the pandemic, I'm so pleased to welcome to Personally Speaking the great poet, Thomas Roberts. Thomas Roberts is our guest. I'm delighted to have him on. The Great Realization is our topic, which is being released apparently in the United Kingdom, the United States, and India this week. I hope every one of our listeners will go out and get a copy of the book. Many of you probably have heard this beautiful meditation, reflection, bedtime story, because at least 65 to 70 million people have gone online to listen to the words and the thoughts and the insights of Thomas Roberts. Thanks for being on our
1: show, Thomas. Thank you so much for having me. It's a pleasure.
0: now, of the million interviews I'm sure you're doing, have you been interviewed by any Catholic priests before?
1: Um, n- not to my knowledge.
0: <laughs> okay, <laughs> I like being the first. First thing is this positive spirit of yours, which comes across very much in the Great Realization. By the way, for our listeners in America, he spells it the funny way—you know, with an S instead of a Z for realization—but it's the same thing either way. <laughs> but, yeah, but. I want to go back to the family of origin, the person you are, the positive spirit you have, the uplift that you offer to people comes from somewhere. What kind of family did you come from?
1: Um, oh, well, I come from uh, a Welsh family, mainly of medical workers. My my mum is a midwife. My dad is a doctor and my big sister is a doctor. Okay. Um, I was born in New Zealand. And then, and then when I was two, uh, we moved to London and I've been raised there.
0: Okay. Now, why, why do they make the move?
1: Uh, for my dad's work.
0: Okay. Now, let me ask you, this is always hard for us to say about our own parents, but what did your parents do right in raising
1: you? <laughs> um, <laughs> oh, goodness. I haven't, I haven't, uh, <laughs> I haven't ever thought <laughs> about this before. Um, I think, um, you know, a, a, a good balance of, um, of freedom and constraint, I would say. Uh, you know, I, I, I think, I think, um, you know, it's possible to uh, give your children too much freedom and then, and then, um, (laughs) you know, they descend into chaos and it's possible to, to be too constraining and then they never have any experiences of the real world. Um, and don't learn anything, which I think is is a bad strategy because you want your children to be competent. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I I feel like they, you know, they they were fairly good at knowing when to let me uh, go off and learn things for myself, and and when also to um, to intervene uh, potentially. <laughs>
0: You you have a, a great gift, obviously, for writing, Thomas. Does that come from either mom or dad? Are they talented in terms of the written word at all themselves?
1: Well, if they if they are, they've never shared it with me. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, they they no they're they're, they're, they're they're very medical people. My my mum is actually she's a midwife, but she's also learned to be a yoga teacher. So wow. she's um she she kind of merges the two. She teaches yoga now to pregnant women and then often delivers their babies. So she's, she's very interested in mindfulness, uh, which she tells me about often. Um, (laughs) and, um, (laughs) but I'm, I I was always the the one in the family that wanted to, you know, do English and drama and, and, Mm -hmm. um, politics and history and, and these things. And, um, it was, it was very much the case of, we don't know what it is you're doing, but, you know, go on and <laughs> good luck.
0: <laughs> now, for those who haven't yet seen Thomas Roberts' The Great Realization, he's not the only star in the uh, video. Uh, he has a little brother and sister in there. By the way, I just presume when I first saw it that those are your kids. And then I find <laughs> out that your brother and sister. Um, tell us about them. They are charming beyond belief in their few moments they have on screen.
1: Yeah, they're, 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 they're very energetic. Um, not, not in the, not in the video. I mean, in real life, basically, uh, um, when, when lockdown hit in the UK, uh-huh. um, I've been living with, uh, two of my very good friends,
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, in a, in a flat in London, you know, um, uh, I was working, I was able to pay rent and support myself. When lockdown hit, my job disappeared overnight uh-huh. effectively okay. and I couldn't pay my rent anymore. So I had to move back into my father's house, uh, where my seven-year-old brother and sister live and you know then my 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 dad was called back into the hospitals because um you know uh, the nhs called called the frontline workers so not only did i go in the space of two weeks from living with friends to living back in my family home but suddenly i was the sole Caregiver for two <laughs> for two little children who needed homeschooling, um, and I couldn't believe what had happened to me. I was I was truly shocked, uh, and suddenly I was a a teacher, a chef, a human climbing frame. I was everything. <laughs> How patient were you? Oh well, <laughs> that 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 is something that must be judged on a moment by moment basis. I think. Uh, Uh, I like to think in the best of times I was all right, but effectively um, I was keen not to be irresponsible and just, um, you know, leave them to their own devices. I was keen to, you know, um, mentally stimulate them. And so I started trying to bring in uh, my, you know, the, the limited skills that I had, which were poetry and filmmaking and use using those things to to fill our days by mm-hmm. creating projects that I could include them in uh and so that's why you know they feature in that video because you know they're they're so full of questions, children at that age, and mm-hmm. sometimes you don't have all the answers, but you can try and explain things to them in um you know in almost story like ways
0: right. Thomas Roberts is our guest. On personally speaking, we're talking about his book and his video, "The Great Realization." Uh, there's another video you have that I'm sure people are starting to uh, tag onto, where it's 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 you twice, basically uh, the positive versus the negative outlook on life. Um, who is Thomas Roberts? Is he given more to being uh, completely positive, upbeat, seeing the glasses half full? Or is that other guy in the video, the other side, uh, who says now everything's going to hell in a handbasket? Or is that you? <laughs> who, who, who are you most inclined to
1: be? Oh well, I know who I'd most like to be. I think, um, um, in, in in my opinion, in my opinion, um, well, all of us are both. You know, right. we're all both. Right. We all exist on this spectrum, um, which is constantly moving. You know, mm-hmm. on a on a second by second basis, and I I think. from my observation if you can spend more of your day on the optimistic side of the scale Mm -hmm. um you know you'll you'll feel better right and you'll have a better day and so that's that's the desirable place however it's in my opinion i think Mm -hmm. it's it's easier to um you know give way to the to the, to the pessimistic way of thinking to the, to the hopelessness uh, that surrounds us. You know, I think, I think it doesn't require much work to allow that mindset to, um, pervade. Mm -hmm. And so I think it takes a lot of work, but I think it's worth it. I think the payoff is worth it. If you can actively try and see the good in people, and if you can actively try and see the good in situations, I think it's worth it because um, you will, you know, you'll you'll then begin to see a world that you want to live in. (laughs) So I I try as best I can to uh, to um, exist in a in a hopeful mindset. But just like everyone, you know, I have I have my moments, I have my days, I have my I have my periods of time where I think, oh, this is difficult, (laughs) and um, and you know uh, that's 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 part of it, isn't it? You know, you never. You know, unless you achieve. (laughs) Right.
0: Perfection. Right. No, very few people do. Uh, Thomas Roberts is our guest. Thomas, um, you are a enormously gifted man. You know that. Um, This is a strange question to ask, but why of all the people who could put together something that uplifts the spirit and gives people hope in a pandemic? uh, Why would God or the creator or whoever's in charge of things give Thomas Roberts this particular gift? what are you supposed to do with this gift? You have a great gift.
1: Well, I mean, so do you, you know, you, 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 host a show where you get to talk to people and people are able to listen to that. I think all of us just have what we're good at. And (laughs) that is your contribution to the whole big thing. Um, and ultimately I think, you know, I, you know, for example, when, when, um, when the pandemic was raging in the UK, most of my family were in hospitals looking after people who were feeling incredibly, you know, um, like it could go either way and trying as best they could to, you know, to keep those people alive. And I I think that is an incredible contribution. And there's me sitting at home, um, (laughs) quarantining, thinking, right. Okay. I, I don't have those skills. I don't know how to do that. I can't do that. Um, what can I do? Because I want to be useful because actually I think the, 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 the most meaning you can find Mm. (laughs) on a day by day basis is by being useful, you know, to other people, because, because that feels, you know, that feels, um, like it's, you know, full of meaning and, and worth doing. And so what I can do is I can tell stories I can write poems, I can make videos. And, you know, so that, that was how I sought to contribute. You know, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say, I wouldn't say that my contribution was more or less meaningful than anyone else's. I'm so glad. (laughs) I'm so Mm -hmm. grateful that many, many people, um, watched my video and I'm so glad that many, many people showed that they're interested in, um, you know, subscribing to a to mm-hmm. a positive outlook but but that's all i can do you know right <laughs> that's, and, that's and, how and,
0: you, I... and you're doing it well and that's important now let's talk about uh false hope for a minute uh one actress a broadway actress i sent your meditation your the great mm. realization first she was like so uplifted by it but now that we've come out of a uh, lockdown uh, in new york she said you know i'm getting depressed again because the promise of what he wrote hasn't been realized (laughs) and of course it's not going to be immediately you you can write this beautiful piece but it doesn't mean that there'll be a new world as soon as we end the pandemic what do you do with people who have drawn hope from what you write but they they are disappointed with the fact that we've fallen back into some of the same not so great habits and inclinations because we're human
1: well um Actually, I'm, I'm currently working on uh, the next video that I'm Ah, going to be releasing. And the, the, um, you know, the top, the, the theme, effectively, the setup is, um, I'm back in the, in the story, I'm back in the story, um, the story time scenario. And it's my little sister saying to me, very similar words to, to what that actress said to you. She's saying, you know, why are you telling me these, these stories that patently aren't coming true mm-hmm. um and you know she's feeling annoyed that that um that you know i'm i'm giving her false hope and that the reason i've written this and then i attempt to i attempt to answer that in the in the in the course of the poem um yeah i mean i i, I completely agree with you i think i think it's firstly it depends on it depends on your um perspective of you know time and of how long you're prepared to wait until you see results secondly i i think it's it's something that's always a always an option to people you know i think just because on one day you can feel uplifted it doesn't necessarily mean that that's going to sustain itself across time i think mm-hmm. it's a it's a new challenge every day to find a reason to um you know to find a reason to believe that things can and will get better, <laughs> you know that. Right, right. That's that's not something that once achieved once, like y- you've got it. You know, that's that's something where where doubt is always going to creep back in and say, "Yeah, but it doesn't feel like it's getting better."
0: Right.
1: And you know, to to that, I would <laughs> I would hold my hands up and say, "Listen, I don't, I don't, I don't have <laughs> answers." I think <laughs> I think what I think our job, I think our job truly as citizens is to is to ask questions. Mm-hmm. I think it's to, I think it's to look at, um, you know, it's to look at the, the decisions that are being made around us by those who are leading us and, um, applaud them when we agree with them and, uh, question them when we, you know, when we're concerned about them mm-hmm. and ultimately, you know, um, I, I'm not, I'm not, I suppose I'm not advocating a, a like a naivety where, where everyone walks around, you know, in a dream world Right. <laughs> saying, saying things, things are great when they're clearly not. Mm-hmm. Um, but on the flip side of that, I, I do believe it's a self-fulfilling prophecy. And by that, I mean, I think if you believe that the world outside your window is one that isn't going to get better, I think that the world that you see outside your window is going to support that theory. Mm-hmm. I think if, you, if enough people believe that they can you know, use a moment as disruptive as this to improve things in their own life and then in the lives of those around them then you know i I actually think that the that the speed in which we would see change would be completely unprecedented and so you know that's my hope and i'm just going to keep chipping away and i also i see many other people doing the same so you know i think there's plenty of reasons to to stay hopeful
0: (laughs) One of Thomas Roberts themes throughout all of uh, you'll, what you'll find online on Tomfoolery is that uh, we have an obligation, very, very, uh, actually, from my point of view as a Christian, uh, very much in keeping with what I believe, that we have the resources to feed the world, to uh, reach out to the hungry, the broken, the lonely. Um, we just have to use those resources. Where does that come from in you, that belief that we've, we've got enough to take care of each other, now we just have to do it?
1: I think, um, yeah, I think, I think this is something that is in most people in, in all people. And actually as we grow up, we, um, we become more hard, you know, mm-hmm. and we become more hardened to, um, to these maybe more compassionate thoughts. I, I, I remember, I remember very, very vividly the first, um, the first time uh I was I was with my little sister. She was, I think, five at the time, and we were walking. Um, I'd taken her on a trip uh to see a little show in London, and this is a few years ago, and we were walking, we were walking through Waterloo, and she saw a, you know, she saw a homeless guy uh on the street. And the question she asked me was, Why can nobody see him? And that was, <laughs> you know, that was heart-wrenching yeah. to hear yeah. because you know from her perspective she saw you know she saw this this person in dire need yeah you know and you know people swarming swarming past on their on their on in their busy lives on their on their ways to wherever they're going who from her perspective just couldn't see him because if they could see him there was there was no way that it was possible that they would not you know intervene right do do something something. yeah and and so you know it's very hard to explain to a five-year-old well you know i think i think they're worried that if they um give him money uh you know he'll he'll use it for you know devious purposes and and that won't help him so they think it's best to you know it's very hard to it's very hard but as we grow up we we begin those rationalizations Mm -hmm. in our in our in our minds and i'm Again, you know, uh, like I've like I've said before, I don't think it's my little responsibility to um, to solve these deep, deep problems. Right. But but it but I feel like it is my responsibility to to, to hold my hands up and go, guys. I think <laughs> we haven't figured <laughs> everything out. You know, I, I'm right, not right. I'm not looking around and, and seeing um, and seeing a place where I don't have to explain things like that to. You know, someone so pure, and also I don't want that person so pure to to grow up and then mm-hmm. not see not see the problems as well. <laughs> you know, so I, it's that's ama- what I'm working
0: on. Amazing that your five year old sister has such insight, but it's a beautiful thing, as you say, because her heart is still pure. Our Pope Francis often says to us about the homeless: it's not enough to drop them the money. You've got to engage them, look them in the eye, get a name, and talk to them as people. And uh, I think for all of us, the giving of uh, even a little money is not that hard, but to care about them and engage them is not something we do. But isn't that great that your five-year-old reminded us that we've got to do that? Good for her. She's going to be amazing. I hope so. Uh, let's hope. Here's a question about New Zealand. Now, even though you're living in England, uh, your, your roots are New Zealand. For the, many of us in America, I think we were stunned by the shooting of the people in the mosques there, but we were more stunned by the response of, it seems, all of the people of New Zealand reacted with a great deal of compassion, uh, sympathy, support, empathy. Uh, The fact that you could, in New Zealand, immediately change your gun laws to prevent this kind of nonsense from happening again. What is it, and this is hard for you, you left when you were two, but what is it in the New Zealand character that has such goodness, compassion, uh, a willingness to change things that are wrong and make them right? You have any insight into what it is about your own people that is so darn good?
1: That's an excellent question. I think the the government took decisive action and was, you know, was was in a position where it was able to um, to make the changes. I think if you're if if the parallel you're drawing is with um, with uh, the gun laws in America, right, I don't know. I think. Um, my 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 historical knowledge is is patchy but i think historically um you know the the american constitution has has set up um us citizens to 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 want to be able to protect themselves um you know from you know a tyrannical a tyrannical uh, state should one should one emerge um uh, which i think is you know um is what what they did against the the british um no, nothing nothing
0: nothing personal really
1: <laughs> i think um, i think you know i to, to be to be completely honest um yeah i think i think that question's i think that question's beyond me i'm i i will say that i think i i will say i'm impressed i will say i'm impressed when um something happens and um and steps are taken to ensure that that that, hmm. that horrible thing can't happen again i wish I wish that that was the case more often.
0: Yeah, no, and I, it's a hard question to ask you. It's just that in my own country, we have tragedy after tragedy and shooting after shooting, and, and we never change, and we, we never seem to redirect ourselves. And I was so happily wiped out by the folks of New Zealand who said, this can't happen again, mm. and we're going to take steps to make sure it doesn't. It was, it was the kind of hope that you reflect in your writing, and I just wondered if it was something that's innate to you and to your people.
1: Well, no, I think that's that's a humanistic thing. I think think if enough people feel the way that you feel, um, I think that people drive policy, um, Mm. ultimately. You know, policy very, very often reflects the overwhelming will of the people, I think, because I think when uh, when governments try and steer people uh, in a direction they don't want to go, you know, if, if they're not... If they're not subtle enough, then um there's incredible pushback and um and so it doesn't work. I think you know I think if enough people begin to begin to feel um the way that you're expressing to me now, then I think things will change in your country. I just don't think I don't think um enough people feel that way yet
0: yeah, uh for our listeners, Thomas Roberts has a book coming out called the Great Realization obviously, the video's online. I'd like our listeners to pick up the book. And to share it with the people in your family because it's inspiring in so many ways. Um, let me go to something you knew as a Catholic priest. I'm going to be interviewed by this guy. He's going to ask the question. Tell me about your background and your family's background. Is there such a thing as a journey of faith in your family? Uh,
1: my my mum is my mum is deeply religious. My um, my father my father is um, isn't I, w- I would say, um, but you know, it's, it's, it's interesting, you know, I was, I was raised, uh, I was raised religiously. I went to a, I went to a church of England school and, um, and my mum took me to, my mum took me to church, uh, when I was, when I was growing up. And then, um, you know, um, I think, I think it's, I think it's, there's so much to be, you know, there's, so, I, I feel like science tells us, what's there Mm -hmm. and I think that uh I I think that religion I think that religion serves you know a really really deep deep purpose in our in our lives and in our society I think it I think it um is so important for for telling us how to live you know how we should interact um with each other in the world in this in this life and um you know how literally people choose to interpret these these um these teachings, I think, I think lies with them. You know, I think that's, I think that's, uh, an individual, uh, decision, whether you want to interpret, um, you know, things very literally or very abstractly and who who's to say who's wrong, you know, but, right, um, right. but yeah, I've, d- I've definitely been, I've definitely been, um, been raised in a, in a way that has been open-minded to, um, yeah. to religious teachings.
0: I want to thank Thomas Roberts for being with us. I want our listeners to pick up his book, The Great Realization. But more importantly, too, he's an ongoing gift and grace and talent. So it, probably Tom Fuller is a great place to go every few weeks and find a message that uh, he does challenge and uplift and make us think and things see things in a new perspective. Um, Uh, You don't need someone blowing smoke up your dress, Tom, but you are a gift and a grace and a blessing. And I hope we have you around for years and years to come to make us see things in a new and perhaps in a brighter way. Thank you so much for using your gift to give us a spirit of hope and confidence in the future. Oh, thank you. Thank you for having me. As we end today's program, I want to thank all of you for being with us. If you have any questions or comments about the show, you can send them to me, through my website which is www.closeencountertv.com all one word closeencountertv.com to listen to our personally speaking podcast with some of our most recent shows please go to youtube and search under personally speaking with monsignor jim lisanti and subscribe personally speaking is also available as a podcast on apple podcasts iheart and spotify you can also listen to past episodes by going to www.ollmp.org, ollmp.org, and you get not only recent shows, but also Monsignor Jim's weekly homilies. I'm privileged to serve as host and executive producer Personally Speaking. Our producer is Lisa Jandavitz, and thank you all so much for being with us. We'll be with you again next time on Personally Speaking.